India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. And we're going to be going to our next guest. This is uh, a as I as I told everyone on the at the onset, this is going to be a very very quick paced show and we already have our next guest with us in the studio. Uh, so, um, do you want to talk about our next guest? Uh, sure, I can. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Jyoti, please, do, please go ahead. Yeah, we have um, our uh, next guest is Mr. Lufti Hassan, and he is. Uh, this is the episode, "The Road I Have Traveled." We're going to talk to him with uh, about his renewed commitment to help others. <clears throat> many times in various roles. He's done that in the past and now he's trying to do it again, I believe. <laughs> he's a loyal friend, businessman, humanist, philanthropist, my gosh, and committed Democrat, yay, mm-hmm. with a keen eye on politics. We talked to him today about his journey. So thank you for being here. Welcome to our show. I am delighted. I'm delighted always to see Jawhar, yourself, Ramon. Uh, you're I'm a great too. team. <laughs> And uh, I know uh, I salute you for what you're doing for the community service that and you have I, done Luigi, in many I, ways. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Print media first for many years, and now a fantastic job of electronic media as well as, of course, the radio show. I'm yeah. I'm delighted to be here. And Luigi, I think we have a, another connection, Hyderabad. Indeed. Oh yes, <laughs> Indeed. Hyderabad. Of course, of course. In fact, he was born in Hyderabad, I and I grew in up in Hyderabad. I did not know that. Yes, I, I'm a diehard Hyderabadi. Yeah. And and actually, there's somebody from Hyderabad who's listening in right now. Uh, these uh, Harinath Medhi. Oh, yes, yes. Medhi ji. Yes, <laughs> I missed the Osmania University alumni uh, function. Yeah. I was overseas. Uh, uh-huh. Harinath ji informed me and. Unfortunately, I was busy with the president of Guyana in L.A. at that time. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. So we're we are going to be. He's listening in right now. I had told him that you would be on, and he was very interested. And of course, the Osmania uh, University reception was very nice. It was small but nice. And Harinath has a sense of humor that I didn't really really know existed. <laughs> 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 but he did a wonderful job. You know. Pramod, you remember when we first got introduced to Lutfi? Yeah, yeah, many, many decades he ago. He was a working, he had his own business called Supersonic Travels oh. and Tours. And he was on um, Beechnut. Uh, Bissonnet. Bissonnet. Bissonnet in the West, West yeah, Chase Mall. Next to that uh, Middle East Halal Meet. Correct. That was the place people went to right. for shopping. Yeah. So we were just next door. And, and so that, that's probably been... Uh, 37 years ago? Uh, 84. 84. Uh, through the end, I think through 95, something like that. Oh, okay. that so, ten, so, so it's almost years 30, 38 years ago. Yes. yes. And we've known you <laughs> since that. And you've made a wonderful uh, transition from, from businessmen. I know you had other businesses that you were involved with. And then you had, you, you, one of your businesses grew really well. Uh, and, and, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Tell us a little bit about your early life, where you came from. We know that you came from Hyderabad, but what brought you here? So uh, what brought us to America, my siblings uh, and, and the family, was my uncle 
my uncle, Dr. Naki, uh, who actually came to go to Texas A&M back in early 60s. Oh, okay. My uncle and aunt both uh, did their master's and PhD uh, at Texas A&M. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, my uncle actually taught at A&M for 15 years wow. uh, before he moved on to uh, teach at Cornell University, oh, wow. where he taught for almost another 15 years. And uh, in fact, he's credited uh, with... Uh, uh, the uh, the establishment of Cornell Medical School in Doha, Qatar. Oh, wow! Uh, okay. He was uh, the chief uh, uh, initial educator. Uh, they have actually named uh, uh, an award of excellence uh, after his name for what he did in in Qatar to establish uh, the Cornell Medical Fascinating. University. That's Fascinating! Fascinating! Yeah. That's wonderful. So he was the one who actually first moved uh, to uh, College Station, Texas. And then as it happens with uh, all of our family uh, members, is that they uh, sponsor the, the family to come over, and then he sponsored my, my parents uh -huh. and uh, the other siblings of his. And then uh, through that process, uh, we all actually got the immigration to the U.S. Uh, so how so, large is your yeah. clan right now? <laughs> uh, they are actually between Houston, College Station, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas. Uh, I want to say a couple of hundred. Oh, wow. members, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they joke with me that if I run for office, uh, I've guaranteed 200 votes. <laughs> oh, wow, that's nice. Yeah. And so uh, when you... When when you first got here, you you straight away went to school, or what, what did you do? So uh, I was actually in the travel business in Muscat. My first uh, initial um, my first initial um, uh, job, um, if you will, was uh, in Muscat. Uh -huh. My father uh, was a head of an insurance company in Oman, uh -huh. and right after I finished schooling in in Hyderabad. Um, and um, I was given a choice whether I wanted to have further education or I wanted to start uh, a career. Uh -huh. And uh, I wasn't too keen on the education part. Uh, I always had this uh, fire in the belly to do things. Uh, uh, you know, I had this uh, entrepreneurial spirit. I wanted to first, of course, learn whatever trade that I was getting into. And I was given an opportunity to uh, work at the travel agency. And uh, that's where I started my, my career. Oh, okay. uh, my father, obviously, was my mentor, and uh -huh. he taught me a lot of other things in life um, while I was there in, in Muscat. I had the good fortune of meeting him a couple of times. Yes. He was yes, here, uh, uh, I, at, maybe at your house, even. Yes, yes. He passed away in 2013. Correct. Yeah, we were blessed to have him here for many years. Uh, he started his insurance business here. And later on, as you know, um, we expanded the insurance uh, business uh, a lot. Um, I remember when you opened up your, your, your office, Apex Insurance, on Richmond. Okay. Richmond on near... Um, Walnut Bend, Briar, the, Briar the, Park, somewhere around there. Yeah, it, it's yeah, more closer to Wilcrest, uh, between yeah, Wilcrest yeah. and Beltway 8. Correct. Yes, uh, that was my first office uh, right. at Richmond. And then... Uh, uh, we obviously were blessed with a uh, lot of good business, and we did extremely well. Uh, you know, I did the uh, public practice insurance programs here um, during uh, 
Mayor Lee Brown's uh, time frame, uh-huh. uh, I was given the opportunity to do the owner-controlled insurance program. So actually, I did the uh, convention center hotel. I did the three airport expansions. I did the Rocket Arena. Wow. I did the NFL Stadium, NRG. Um, all those things uh, were... Um, uh, the con- construction insurance was provided by my company. We brokered this with uh, partnering with uh, Marsh McLennan. Uh-huh. And so those were the uh, extremely high-profile insurance programs that, that we did. Ah, yes, yeah. I understand now. And, and then you moved your office to the present building that you have off of 59. Correct, yes. Uh, we acquired, along with other couple of partners that I have, uh, we acquired uh, the Apex Plaza. We named the building as Apex. It's on 59 near Gessner. Gessner? Near Gessner, yeah. On right. South of Streetway, yes. Yeah. Gessner, and that's where we are. And we've been uh, there since 2003. Uh, 2002, we acquired 2002, and if you remember, uh, uh, Mayor Brown uh, inaugurated that building for yes, us. Yes, yes. 2003, that was... Uh, yeah, I remember very well, yes. very well. Uh, folks, we're talking to Lutfi Hassan, who's uh, a, a man of many, many talents and many uh, businesses. Uh, we're learning more about the road he has traveled. And uh, he's um, going to be uh, talking more about the next steps he took as his business grew. Uh, But we will be coming back to him after our commercial break. We're going to be going to a commercial break in about uh, 60 seconds. Pramod, do you remember remember that opening that uh, he's talking about on Apex Plaza? Oh, yes. Yeah, with uh, the mayor there and other dignitaries. Right. Yeah. And... uh, uh, we were very uh, fortunate that uh, uh, to have developed a keen uh, friendship along the way too. I mean, uh, I remember uh, the uh, that that particular marketplace uh, when when we first started off in the travel business. There were so many travel agents, <laughs> and then and then, but you stood out because you had a different take on it. And then you made that transition, as uh, as you mentioned, going into the insurance business. So. Um, we will be talking to Lutfi Hassan some more. Lutfi, don't go away. I mean, he can't go away. He can't go away. Yeah. <laughs> I am locked. <laughs> so I think I want to go ahead and make no. an announcement. Or well, we're or going we to the commercial break. Okay. So we'll be back, folks. Don't go away. U.S. News. World News. Movie reviews. And local community roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. हर साल बोनस मिलने के पहले सोचता हूँ तुम्हें डायमंड रिंग गिफ्ट करूँगा लेकिन इस साल वो ख्याल छोड़ दिया इस साल बोनस नहीं मिला अरे नहीं पता चला महाराजा में डायमंड्स के भाव बड़े ही नहीं तो बोनस की जरूरत ही नहीं तो अब भी चलो महाराजा सेम सर्विस सेम क्वालिटी एंड सेम लो प्राइस महाराजा ज्वेलर्स 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट 7137845673 ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ 
लुकिंग फॉर फ्रेश होम स्पाइसेस चंद्रिका मसाला इज द प्लेस चंद्रिका मसाला रिटेल आउटलेट एट फैक्ट्री लोकेशन वन थ्री टू टू जीरो मॉर्फी रोड चंद्रिका मसाला वन हंड्रेड परसेंट होम मेड स्पाइसेज आटाज एंड चटनी सेवन वन थ्री सेवन एट नाइन Indo American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo American News Radio Hello everyone we're back and Jyoti you have an announcement to Yes make. I do uh you know Sanskriti uh, is going to present folk dances of rajasthan on sunday june 26 uh, this this sunday i mean the coming sunday june 26th at 5 pm at match theater it's an event which is free for all and these are uh, folk dancers from gujarat so wow. uh, if you have the time please do show up for this it will be a great program and this is ratna kumar yeah, the samskriti is there the executive the director correct. and i think there's also some support from the government of india the council council generals yes yes uh, it is supported by Uh, this is also part of azad ki amrit mahotsav yes you know which something i'd like for our council general to look benevolently on us and also yeah. support us in the same sort of way azadi ki mahotsav government is in a cutting mode they're trying to cut uh, pensions to army people <laughs> <laughs> well folks we're talking with lutfi hasan we're continuing on with him he, he is a man about town if you actually um blink you might miss him because he goes fast from one from one event to the other and so we had uh try to get him here many times in the past but his, his schedule is very very uh pressing very important and um uh, especially since he became the honorary consul for the for Guyana mm-hmm. oh okay uh, which was just uh, confirmed about a month ago correct right and Guyana so is a quite an important country these days because they discovered oil offshore Guyana correct correct Uh, I'm very excited to talk about my new position and talk about Guyana uh, and how it happened. Uh, um, I will be joined by the Deputy Chief of Mission in Washington, D.C., the ambassador in making that we have. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he will be calling in. Um, I've asked him to call about 5 o'clock. Okay. So we can talk about Guyana. Yes. So we can maybe uh, move on to talking right. about that uh, segment. Yes. If you later will. On. For, La- for later. later on. But, yes. but we, we want to explore further after you, uh, you, you said you bought Apex. Uh, and th- but then you also had other businesses. Yeah so uh, under Apex uh, uh umbrella uh, after we had this success, successful um uh stint with the insurance business uh, thanks to my father his mentorship and his training uh, my kids in fact now are the third generation insurance people uh, ah. um, we've been in insurance uh, now for almost 60 years wow uh, because in india in india my father used to be the head of uh, new india insurance company and uh, he was the head of andhra pradesh uh, he was a sales uh, director wow. that's where he started his career in hyderabad and then um, so he uh, knew the insurance business inside out inside out and then he moved on to he went to kuwait first 
and then uh, in Kuwait, uh, uh, he joined the Gulf Insurance Company, and then he was sent to Muscat to establish a branch, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, still exists. Uh, it's now called Aldofar Insurance. It's a publicly traded company. My father is actually is the one who started that. Oh. Yes. Uh, so he basically was the one who mentored me to the So to you start lived in the UAE for quite some time? Uh, to In Oman and UAE for my initial period. period I was uh, very young. I came to this country when I was uh, 23 years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been around for, for a long time but, now. But so. you also had taken, uh, one of your businesses took you to Dubai and you lived in Dubai for a period of time. Correct. And then you also had uh, b- uh, a residence and offices in Washington, D.C., so tell us how what how did this all come uh, so about? So those uh, recent developments uh, uh, compared to the earlier uh, part of my life uh, was to go back to the Middle East because of my connections in the Middle East and my father's connections in the Middle East. Uh, so when we started diversifying the Apex uh, group of companies, uh, we then realized that we should uh, maybe think about acquiring existing business uh, uh, if there there are historical. Um, companies uh, that exist, uh, such as uh, Bouvet, if if you recall yes. Jawaris. <laughs> right. uh, the reason why I bought Bouvet is when you brought to my attention what background it had. Correct. Uh, same thing with Swift Ship Ship Builders. Swift Ship uh, was uh, um, formed in 1947. Right. A great shipbuilding company. Uh, financially, they were not doing well. And then when I had the ability to go and do the due diligence, I figured that this is a great company to turn around. And uh, so we acquired uh, the company, the shipbuilding company out of uh, Louisiana, uh, Morgan City, which still exists. But I was in it since 2007, I exited in 2012. But under my watch as a chairman CEO of, uh, of that uh, SWIFT group, uh, I was able to do two major programs. Mm-hmm. We did the Iraqi program. Uh, President Obama decided to pull out the seven destroyers that were protecting the Iraqi oil installations, and they had to be replaced uh, with uh, other articles that will protect uh, uh, the Iraqi installations from being attacked. Um, and so my company was given the opportunity to pretty much stand up the Iraqi Navy. Mm-hmm. There was no Iraqi Navy left post Saddam Hussein. Oh, um, wow. So we were tasked to not only provide those 35-meter uh, th- high-speed interceptors to replace the, the, the destroyers, but also train 300 Iraqis. So we brought uh, badges of 50 at a time. Uh, and trained them in Morgan City, Louisiana. How about that? And, uh, so this was a very neat program, and we broke all records. You know, U.S. Navy takes anywhere from two to three years to actually contract a contractor. Correct. In the process. Yeah. Uh, this was they had this had to be done on a fast track because we had to replace these articles before they pulled out. So we were contracted in four months time frame, and we were delivering these vessels in 
uh, two years time frame. Oh my gosh, how how quick so was that? So yeah. it was uh, like swift boat, but swift, swift. action. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we did that, and I did. I was honored also with another contract with Egypt. We did a, a co-production facility, which still exists in Alexandria, Egypt. Uh, so um, so that was something that pretty much took me back to the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the process, of course, uh, we established um, a logistics company out of Dubai and uh, uh, we were able to cater to the armed forces, uh, to the CENTCOM in Qatar, uh, to the uh, uh, US Army in, in Kuwait, in the bases there, uh, the bases in Iraq. Uh, Afghanistan, so, so all these places. So this is why for several years you were not in the U.S., you were out of the country, and, and people wondered, where did Lutfi disappear to? <laughs> exactly. So I, my Middle East headquarters was in Dubai. Mm -hmm. So when I was doing all this, uh, so I was mostly <laughs> between Louisiana and Middle East. Uh -huh. So yeah. I would come Such to... Such a contrast. Yes, I would come to... Houston on weekends to be with the family, mm -hmm. and before people saw me, I was gone again. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was very confusing yeah. to figure yeah. out. That's but I, I always had my office here, the Apex Plaza. Correct. I never left. Uh, you know, my kids. You, obviously, Samir was there. Uh, Safir, yes, Safir and Sohel, my mm -hmm. both sons. Um, I'm so proud of them. Um, and they have uh, been um, looking after my business interests here. They continue to do so. Yes, yeah. I know. As I wear different hats, uh, now I've moved on to do other things in life, so I'm not completely focused, but I have other uh, very um, able people on our team um, that operate the, the companies, so, I, so I'm able to relax and do other things in life. That's see. great. Uh, Lutviji, is this a good time to talk about how you became a Democrat and that journey? <laughs> yeah, it's always a good time to talk about that. <laughs> uh, so um, thanks to um, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh -huh. And thanks who's, to Who's Mayor been Lee a big, big friend of yours. Yes. Uh, so um, I got to know uh, Congresswoman when she was at the city council. Right. And... Uh, Back then, um, our community did not know where City Hall existed, yes. where the right. mayor actually was situated. Right. Uh, Bob Lanier was the mayor at that time. And uh, so we basically got to know, I got to know Commissioner Rodney Ellis, who was uh, actually the chief of staff for Mickey Leland. Correct. Um, so through some common friends, uh, I was... Uh, uh, given this opportunity to engage, and uh, I always wanted to see how I could serve the community, how we need to really have uh, interaction, uh, political interaction. And when I was given this opening, um, I went for it, I grabbed it, and because uh, even now our community, in terms of numbers, we don't actually make uh, a difference in voting. I mean, in Fort Bend and other places where we have a threshold of people, then it does matter. But uh, on the on the big scheme of things, uh, on a on national, the national scale, scale, yeah, yeah, we we the numbers we don't have, but we have the money. Mm -hmm. we, we have are, the clout. We have the clout. We have we're affluent. We we can write checks. Right. And that is another. Uh, key thing for any campaign. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the funds, no matter how good of a candidate you are, you can't get your word out, you cannot market yourself, uh, then you have this, that disadvantage. So I learned very 
quickly uh, that uh, we can really um, bring some weight uh, to the campaigns by raising money. So I quickly became a fundraiser. Uh-huh. So one of the first people that we did fundraising for was Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. I was given the opportunity to serve on her finance committee uh-huh. and later became a co-chair. And uh, so I go back many, many years uh, with the congresswoman and uh, so much so that I was honored uh, when she got elected to hold her uh, the Bible when she was sworn in. Uh-huh. That's something that... Wow. Uh, yes, and uh, this, this, this is an honor. And, and at that time she told me that uh, we are bonded like a brother and sister. Well, and, so. and perhaps I, I should point this out. Many people don't know, but she was there at your son's wedding. She has been at every event of our family. But um, her son's wedding, the first, your son's wedding the, was very important because that was the same night the tropical storm Allison hit Houston. That was my daughter's wedding. That was your daughter's uh, wedding. Yes, okay, uh, okay. Where uh, at Mayor Brown had downtown. to take a helicopter <laughs> to go to the emergency center. <laughs> this was uh, at the uh, Hyde Regency downtown. Uh, at Regency downtown, and uh, Sheila had uh, left slightly early, uh, but her husband and. Uh, others got stuck with us and spent the night at that <laughs> I, I remember being able to get out just in time, and, and after I left, everything was flooded. Yeah. That was <laughs> the no, night you were nobody let to get out of there. Yes. Nobody yeah. will forget yeah. that historic, night. Historic night. Yes. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, promotes uh, to his point, you've become a very staunch Democrat, and that's been, and you have been a, a steady, steadying force for our community so that. You, as you said, if we don't have the voting numbers, we have the clout, and people have become accustomed to to hearing uh, what Lutfi Hassan has to say. Well, um, I think um, a lot of people respect me for what I have delivered. Uh, it was always um, not very easy for me to Correct. to get to the point where people started believing and, and, you know, it's very hard to get people to write a check uh, oh, yeah. because they don't, unless they see um, a better a skin fit. in the game, if you will, you know? Yeah. And so people started seeing when I uh, was helping people um, in uh, delivering services, you know, we started, um, uh, Mayor Brown was, was very instrumental in creating this new, um, sense of MBE, um, you know, Minority Business Enterprise uh, program. Yeah. And uh, so he was very uh, hard at making sure that other council members who were not used to um, were on on track with, with him. I remember Gordon Kwan uh, when yeah. he served uh, as a mayor pro tem and all the other friends that we know, uh, Carol uh, Alvarado served as a mayor pro tem. All these people believed in that MBE program. That's why we see a lot of these contracts uh, are being done um, now. Uh, Harris County now, you know, yes. is, is very hard on, on this, uh, uh, particularly Commissioner Rodney Ellis, 
um, and uh, Commissioner Garcia. These other people, um, I know um, Judge uh, Lina Hildalgo is, is, is sold on this uh, um, as well. So these are the people who have changed the dynamics. Um, it is a, you know, I would say a paradigm shift, if you will, in their thinking of how uh, the contracts should work. Correct. So a lot of people, when they have the pain points, whether it is an immigration problem with um, uh, Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee or Congressman Al Green helping out uh, or any um, contractual issues or looking for, for a contract with the city or the county and uh, whenever they called, I was there to pick up the phone and send them to the right people or reach out to the mayor. It depends on, you know, what kind of uh, uh, issue it was. And they've always been there to help us. And so when you start delivering to people and you answer phone call, you don't forget them and you deep down you believe in your heart that uh, you're doing this for the community, um, the word gets out, and that's how it has been. So whenever I do an event now, when I call upon our friends um, for years uh, that have helped me, um, they're always there. Um, yes. I, I have never, ever, Johar, this is something so incredible. I have never, ever um, under-delivered um, on, on my promise. I over-delivered on my promise uh, of whatever number that we promise uh, a candidate. And that's uh, what so makes you so significant a player within the political framework in the city and in the county. It, it has helped. And, you know, I mean, we have recognition uh, on a national scale. For instance, you know, uh, a candidate running uh, on a national scale uh, for example, I'll give you John Edwards, Senator John Edwards. He was already a U.S. senator. He was running for the presidency. I'm on the A-list of the Democratic Party, the DNC, uh, in terms of fundraising on a national scale. So uh, whenever they come to this town, they get a list of who they need to see. Mm -hmm. And I would get a phone call and say, hey, we'll come in and we've heard so much about you and want to come see you. They'll come over to my office and we'll visit with them. And if it turns out that, you know, I put across, uh, we have learned, of course, from our experience, I put across right up front that what do we expect from them to be doing it in Correct. terms of our internship programs. You know, we've sent so many interns on a national scale. Yeah, no, uh, that, that is to, very, yeah. that's very important. So, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we've got about... 50 seconds before we go to a commercial break. <laughs> and we also are going to be hearing from your DCM. At 5 o'clock. Yeah, he should be calling gonna, in. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be calling in the studio number, right? I have shared that number okay. with him. Yes. Uh, I remember not so many years ago when uh, Kamala Harris was running for the, the nominee to become the nominee. To, to the, yeah, presidential ticket. Yes, Correct. She time. was in your office. Yes, and you yeah, had a reception her. for her. Correct. Yes. So on in Apex Plaza. Yes. So the the depth of your reach is is really uh, extraordinary and to be applauded. So thank you, thank you. I want to share uh, one story about uh, President Obama. But when you come back, maybe, when we come perhaps. back, yeah. Thank well, you, folks. Don't go away. We're talking to Luthi Hassan on the segment called "The Road I Have Traveled." This is a New American News Radio. Masala Radio. 
You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala! Best Brains Learning Centers are now enrolling for summer and the 2023 school year. Keep your child's brain sharp with math, English, abacus, coding, public speaking, and many more enriching programs taught by certified school teachers. School homework help and start test prep available too. Programs as low as $99 a month. Call your closest location for a free placement test or register online at bestbrains.com. This is Sheriar. Come visit us at Mai Kolaji, Sugarland, and Dallas. Fusion of Pakistani and Indian cuisines. We specialize in kebabs and karais. If you ever have our Loki Kahalwa, I bet you will come back for more. Kolaji Fine Dining. Come visit the Sugarland location, 59 and Williams Trace, next to Home Depot. For catering, call 281 240 0786. The best Pakistani and Indian fusion in Houston. This is Sherry R. Yeah, Kolachi Kikahani. Showfest. Friday, June 24th at NRG Arena. Rewind with Udit Narayan, Kumar Sanu, and Alkai Yagne. Special offer on the elite section. Sofa seats, valet parking, private entry from backstage, VIP dinner and lounge. Meet and greet pictures with all three legends. Regular price 1000 Masala special 500 first two rows. 400 rows three and four. Call or text Herisha 832 5756. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Okay, folks, we're back again now with uh, our guest for this uh, incredible journey that we're going through It's called uh, the road I have traveled, and uh, it's a segment where we talk about a person, their life, their journey through life, as you can imagine from the title, and and what uh, they've achieved. And we are so honored to have with us Lutfi Hassan, who has been such a a great friend for for f- almost forty years. Yes, and and uh, he knew doc- you knew Doctor Sadwani really well. Indeed. No, do- Indeed, yes. Uh, Dr. Sanwani used to stop by pretty much every <laughs> week. Lutfi bhai, add nahi chalana. He would have his rounds, I guess. He would, yes. <laughs> yes. So it's been a great journey. And uh, what are your uh, hopes for the future? So uh, we... Um, uh, you know, my my life uh, now is about um, how I can actually do other things in life. I've done enough in terms of business, and business basically also comes uh, with what I'm doing now uh, uh-huh. in terms of Guyana. 
So my new position as the Honorary Council General is to promote Guyana, the new oil-rich country. Okay. Uh, for a lot of people, for their benefit, uh, I want them to know that this is British Guyana, the okay. only English-speaking country in South America. I see. Uh, just north of uh, Brazil. Uh, Guyana is a beautiful country, um, over 80... 3,000 square miles, uh -huh. uh, size of England uh, with almost 86% uh, uh, Amazon rainforest. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt you real quick, uh, Luthi. Uh, we have a, uh, a, a very, uh, another friend of yours who's calling in, Abizir Taibji. Oh, <laughs> Abizir Ji. Uh, hi, Abizir. How are you? I'm good. Salam. Salam. How are you? Namaste Ji. So no, good I just wanted to say that, you know, Lutfi Saab has been a leader for years and years. Uh, he was the one who was instrumental from Mr. Lee Brown's days. Uh, he was actually pushing us to contribute to the political process in terms of real money, because that mattered. Right. He continues to provide services, but also, Lutfi Saab, when you took me on the trip with President Clinton to India... It just showed me how much you have done for the Indian-American uh, construct and context. Would you be so kind as to tell us the things you've done for the Indian community in Houston, Lutisab, if that's relevant? Over. Yes, thank you, Abhizar. Thank you for the call. And if you and your group uh, initially did not stand up uh, to, to my commitments and to what I was doing, uh, I would not have been successful. So thank you. Um, your your uh, community is a great, great community, and from the beginning, you have been very kind and uh, helpful in in our uh, goal to to raise money and to uh, involve other people, expand. So uh, of course, Abizir Tabji is a leader in the Dawoodi Bora community and and a and a great friend. Uh, Abizir, thank you for calling, and we're gonna let uh, Luthi answer that, and then we have our next uh, guest who's joining us. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I I was uh, uh, instrumental actually in taking uh, President uh, Clinton to Hyderabad. Ah. Um, so there was a fight going on uh, f uh, <laughs> between uh, Bangalore because at that time Bangalore and and Hyderabad uh, wanted to claim. Uh, uh, the fame uh, to to be the Silicon Valley of India. Right, cyber and, uh, cities of so India. So I had met Chandra Babu Naidu, who was the then chief minister, through a common friend, and then he said that, "Hey, you are a Hyderabadi. We're trying to get uh, the president to decide on coming to Hyderabad, and what, but we're not getting the traction, and uh, we're hearing that he's actually going to Bangalore." So when I came back, thanks to our Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and a couple of other friends, uh, I reached out to them. And at that time, uh, the president actually had already appointed me to serve on the Central Asian American Enterprise Fund. I was a presidential appointee. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I had some leverage uh, at the White House. I uh, also knew Bob Hope. Uh, who was working there. So through my channels, um, I was able to convince the president to consider Hyderabad. And no. he chose to go to Hyderabad. And I was so uh, fortunate uh, that my father was there in Hyderabad and President uh, Clinton uh, 
actually recognized me oh, wow. as a fellow Democrat traveling with him uh, in my hometown. How about uh, that? At the that, high tech city uh, that, uh, grand opening. Uh, that, that is amazing. Did. That yeah, is amazing. It was, uh, definitely. So I, I thought that uh, I have accomplished something really great you in, in my life. <laughs> definitely. Uh, by going back uh, to my country where I was born. And, and uh, also honoring the, your dad. Uh, yeah, and honoring my dad uh, with this. So it was, it was a huge uh, pleasure and and uh, Abizar actually traveled uh, w with us on on that uh, campaign trail. Wow, nice! The, That's absolutely yeah. nice. And now we have the deputy, uh, the chief of mission, yes, chief of mission with us. And you, perhaps, you can introduce him. Sure, uh, uh, Mr. DCM. Are you there? Hi, hi. Uh, so, uh, deputy chief of mission, um, Mr. Zulfakar Ali is his name and um, he uh, actually used to be the uh, president of AMCHAM, uh, American uh, Chamber of Commerce um, in uh, Guyana. Mm -hmm. He's a Guyanese uh, um, by, by birth and uh, but he lived in the United States and he had gone back to Guyana and uh, after he did a fantastic job and uh, being a part of the uh, campaign for the current administration that runs uh, the Guyanese government, um, he was assigned this uh, task uh, to be the deputy chief of mission. And uh, he's the ambassador in making uh, when uh, the current ambassador that is serving retires, um, Zofa Kauli is gonna be the ambassador to US um, and so he's currently working out of the embassy in D.C. as a DCM. So uh, it's a pleasure. Um, it's a pleasure having you with us, have, sir. Uh, have you um, on this radio show? We are live. Uh, and and uh, we have another guest, by the way, who insists on a, he insists on talking to you, and he <laughs> insists on talking about about you. And we're, I'm going to patch him in. Go right ahead, U.S. Congressman Al Green. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for accommodating me. I could not allow this moment to pass and I not be a part of it. Lucy has been uh, not more than a friend. Uh, this president and this vice president had the benefit of his advice, his counsel, and also his ability to bring people to the table. I assure you, he made a difference in the lives of these two people who now hold the highest offices in this land. Wow. Lucy is Amazing. one of those persons who is dedicated. We will have a Gandhi Museum because he chairs the committee. And, and, also, and also because you, uh, Mr. Green, were so influential in bringing in some funding for the yes, Gandhi Museum. The big dollars. Well, we did bring in millions, but let me share this with you. It was because Lucy was always there. He oh, never, I know. You, it's hard to say no to Lutfi. Yeah, yeah, he never allowed me to have an opportunity to think other than to let's do this and get it done. I mean, it was that kind of attitude that made it happen. Right. He brought many people to the table. But let me just say this. I, I don't want to monopolize the time, but this is really important. He's an honest, decent man who believes that the world can be changed for the better. And he does every day all that he can as a person of goodwill to make the world a better place. Lucy, congratulations. The people of Guyana are going to be blessed to have you as their 
minister that I'm going to call you a minister plenty potentiary. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have the greatest Sounds possibility great. <laughs> well, uh, uh, serving with you and working with you. Uh, Mr. Green, do you want to also say a few words to the DCM? He's on the line. He's listening in right now. Oh, yes. Good to know that you're there and look forward to seeing you. Uh, <clears throat> Lucy is going to be coming to Washington soon. And when he does, I would hope that you can come as well. And we'll uh, first have a great dinner in the house dining room. And thereafter, we'll meet with some other folks and see if we can't accelerate the pace of what we're trying to get done. Congressman, I am so delighted. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And um, uh, <clears throat> thank you very much for all the work that you have done as well. And I look forward to talking about Guyana uh, with you and Lucy as well. Uh, and and con you. Congressman Green, on a lighter note, Pramod and I are also waiting our invitation to have to eat at the, the private dining room <laughs> in the, the cafe. Come on, <laughs> you, you come to Washington. Don't you come to Washington. <laughs> you have to look for that. Okay. Right. No, thank well, you, sir. Uh, thank uh, you for uh, calling uh, in, Congressman. I'm speechless. Uh, you left me speechless with your kind words. Uh, you are such a good friend. Uh, you are my mentor. We have such a good bonding. We work together on many, many issues. Um, and, and I salute you for being uh, an honest, straightforward. Uh, you, are not, um, you don't play politics uh, when it comes to dealing with the issues of the people. You are always there to help. And you are very kind and very generous. I'm very, very grateful and I'm honored to have you as my, my dear friend. And, and Congressman Green, uh, we've had you on our show two or three times. Yes. And actually, I played a song for you from the other Al Green. <laughs> yes. Oh! Yes. <laughs> was, was that love and happiness or for the good times? Yes, sir. That's it. That's it. That's it. So every time I meet you, I kid you about that. But thank you so much for calling in. And really, always a pleasure. Oh, my honor. And please know that uh, the best is yet to come. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman. And thank you so much for that uh, funding, uh, the three million that you brought uh, for the Gandhi Museum. Uh, you, you have done a marvelous job. Uh, I know how much time you spent uh, in, in making that happen. It takes a lot of time. And particularly, this is a historic thing that you have done, Congressman, because it has never been um, uh, done for a foreign uh, leader uh, to have a uh, museum uh, under, under uh, foreign leadership. Right. Uh, Mahatma was obviously a world figure. America recognizes and uh, uh, Martin Luther King was his disciple. Uh, all that is there. But, uh, you know, you did uh, something marvelous by breaking um, this and uh, all, all, all the ceiling, if you will. And you got this funding. And, uh, and by the way, I might add something else uh, while I, we have uh, Congressman Green with us. Um, you know, Houston just got, uh, realized that they're going to be hosting some of the games for the the FIFA World Cup yes, in, 20, yes. in 2026. And I was in, uh, I, I texted Janice Burke uh, and Laura Murillo uh, earlier today, and I said, hey, you know what? Now that we've talked about diversity, we've got to put in some events that people can be proud of when they come to our city, and the Gandhi Museum would be one of them. Yes, yes. What do you think about that, Al? Yes, yes. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, th th this museum is going to represent the peaceful movement 
the transition from a lot of the, the very things that have divided us to a peaceful movement that can unite us. I am honored that we have it, and Lucy's right. This is the first of its kind in this country. Right, and, and, and I'm hoping that when, when we have our dignitaries from India, I want them to come to Houston. I want this to be a destination. Right. I want people to come to Houston because they know there's a Gandhi Museum here, and they want to go in and they want to examine some of the works of Gandhi. And, and, and hopefully some of the, the some of the FIFA people would do that. And also hopefully some of the delegates at the GOP convention right now at downtown <laughs> <laughs> need to go well, there. <laughs> because they because need to be indoctrinated <laughs> with Gandhi. And no, because there's some breaking news that there's some GOP people. I want to mention one more thing. Okay. I would hope that at some point in the future, uh, the not-too-distant future, because I may not be in the too-distant future, but I'd like to see a MLK museum in India. Oh, oh wow. That's yeah, a, that's that's a great uh, objective on, yes. we yeah, can yes. work on. Yes. In Hyderabad, of all by the way, uh, <laughs> By the way, Mr. Green, we have a late-breaking news that Pramod wants to share with you about... Uh, Actually, we got a late-breaking news that at the GOP convention... Uh, Congressman um, Dan Crenshaw and his uh, uh, staff were uh, assaulted by other people, calling uh, him Eye uh, Patch McCain. What do you think of that? Well, I think that that's a really sorry thing. We need to think about what a former president has set into motion. And we really need to put the people above politics now. Certainly. We're having babies killed in, in schools, people killed in grocery stores, people killed in places of worship. Something has happened since this man said Jews will not replace said there were some fine people among those in Charlottesville screaming Jews will not replace us. He has started something that it will take unity to thwart. And I'm prepared to work with people on both sides of the aisle to stop this, because if we don't stop it, uh, we haven't seen the worst of it yet. We really haven't. We've got to stop it. We do. Well, Congressman Green, I've got to uh, I've got to stop you at this point because we have to go to our uh, our other guests uh, from calling in from well, Washington D.C. Uh, you have been more than kind to me. Yeah. Uh, what, Thank well, you, sir. Uh, well, just Go one forward. second, I will take, Congressman. Uh, I want to take the opportunity of letting people know that at India House, uh, there is going to be an event honoring you and, uh, and uh, um, uh, Judge K.P. George um, on the 16th of July. Mm -hmm. And people need to buy the tickets. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a huge event at India House. So, and it's uh, going to be uh, uh, organized by? Yeah, by the committee, by the museum. And uh, the Indian uh, Council oh, General you're talking is about EGM, co hosting. Uh, yes. EGMH. EGMH and uh, uh, Council General is uh, co hosting uh, with wow. us. So, okay. it's going to be a very um, uh, nice event. And this is just to give token of thanks, of appreciation to, 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 to these two. Well, I'm heroes. humbled by your, your, what you're doing, and I'm grateful to you. And again, the best is yet to come. Let's get it Thank done you. together. Thank you, Thank you sir. God Thank you, you, Congressman Green. Thank Take you. care. Okay, bye-bye. Thank, Thank you. Wow, that was such a surprise, but so nice to have him on always. And uh, now we need to go back to our other guest who's yes. been very patiently waiting for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and unfortunately, I have to tell you, 
in about 30 seconds, we need to go to a commercial break, <laughs> yes. which is not a very long commercial break, but we will be going there in about uh, 30 or 40 seconds. Uh, we're talking to Lutfi Hassan, and, uh, and other people have been calling in to express their, their uh, respect for the work that Lutfi has done over the years, uh, transforming himself from a, a, a just a pure businessman to someone who has the 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 uh, good of the community at heart and has become uh, a politician along the way, but uh, not but a someone politician, but an influencer, yes, an influencer, yeah. yes, uh, influencer of I politics. I, I wouldn't be. Uh, but we, we'll be back, yet. folks. Don't yeah, go away. Go ahead. News Radio, oh. India News, U.S. News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. And we are back again. <laughs> We are back again, folks, with our guest, Zulfikar Ali, who is the Deputy Chief of the Mission for Guyana in Washington, D.C. And, uh, sir, sorry to have kept you waiting while we had uh, the congressman with us. Oh, and, and that's quite all right. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here, an honor indeed, and also an honor to be on the program with the congressman as well. Yeah. And, 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 of course, we were brought together by Lutfi Hassan, who's... Uh, Lutfi, uh, please tell us more about your involvement with Guyana. You became an honorary consul, and that uh, you've been to Guyana several times. Uh, tell us more. So I'm, I was uh, honored uh, to be introduced uh, to the president and the vice president of uh, Guyana. They invited me to visit the country, and uh, on my first visit, I realized um, what that country has in terms of p potential. Uh, they have just discovered oil in 2015, ExxonMobil did, um, and 2019 is when they started actually producing oil, and now they are producing uh, the, to the tune of about 300,000 barrels per day. Oh, wow. And uh, with the delivery of the future FPSOs, uh, we're looking at by the year 2027, they will be producing about 1.2 million barrels per day. Wow. wow. Uh, with a population of only 800,000 people. Oh, my God. And uh, That's one barrel uh, per person. Let me, <laughs> can yeah. you make us uh, Guyana citizens? Right? Yes. So <laughs> I, I, I really, uh, the reason for my uh, requesting the DCM to join me is uh, to... Uh, propagate uh, about what is happening there and what the opportunities are. And to your point, uh, anybody that actually goes to Guyana, no matter what visa you go on, whether a business visa or an employment visa, 
you in five years are uh, eligible for a citizenship. Oh, wow. oh my so God. So imagine uh, the whole bunch of people from India, if they had <laughs> gone to Middle East, uh, and if in, in the Middle East uh, they were allowed to be the citizens, uh, they would be probably the, the, the rich sheikhs. Indian <laughs> sheikhs over there by now. But that's, but that's uh, a huge twist of fate for the Indians in Guyana. They came in as indentured laborers in, what, 150 years ago? Correct. And now, to this point, this is uh, a great turn of fate. Yes, uh, and the 40% Indian descent. And mm -hmm. uh, so they have a political say in what happens there. And that is the reason why you see the current administration. Uh, the party head is Bharat Jagdeo, who is a former uh, president three terms. He instituted, actually, the term limits. Uh -huh. And he's uh, now currently uh, uh, playing a ceremonial vice presidential role. Um, but he pretty much handpicked uh, his housing minister, uh, President uh, Muhammad Irfan Ali, to be the president, uh -huh. um, so, who now runs the country. Uh, so I want um, um, uh, Zulfakar Ali to give a, a little bit of a spiel of, about Guyana. He knows a lot about what is happening there in terms of the, the, the numbers, uh, in terms of what, what is happening uh, on opportunities. Uh, so, uh, Zulfi, if you will, please give uh, a, a, an overall um, uh, bird's eye view sort of, of uh, Guyana of what's happening there right now. Sure. Thank you, Mr. Hassan. Uh, and as I said, it's a pleasure to be on the program. Um, as Mr. Hassan has said, uh, you know, um, we, we, Guyana is a country of 800,000 people. And uh, we are a very multicultural society. Um, we have six races of people that live in Guyana, and, and we all live harmoniously together. Uh, it's a country that's blessed with an abundance of resources. Oil is, uh, is just a resource that we found in 2015. But outside of that, we have sugar, rice, bauxite, gold, diamond, uh, agriculture, which is, um, we have the potential, and it's a, it has always been said, that we have the potential to feed the entire Caribbean with the amount of agricultural lands, arable lands that we have. As a matter of fact, President Ali has embarked on a, a massive program to ensure that other sister countries in the Caribbean benefit from uh, the resources, especially the agricultural resources that we have to ensure that there's food security within the region. So the government's agenda is, is not only to use the oil resources to develop the country and other sectors in the country, but to also ensure that the rest of the region is developed along with Guyana as well. Um, it's a very broad-based approach. And because of this, there are so many potential and opportunities. Every day, literally every day, and Lucy can tell you because he has taken several investors almost on a monthly basis to Guyana. We have an influx of uh, investors and people who are interested in the development of Guyana that are flying in there every day from all over the world. Right. And I mean, it must, be, it must be amazing the amount of people coming in and out. I've seen situations yeah. like this develop before in the UAE yeah. is one of them. Brunei was another. 
you know, the same sort of yeah. situation. Qatar. Qatar is the uh, same way. Same way. Kuwait uh, was earlier. Right. Yeah. yeah. One so. thing that impressed me is what you were saying about development in other areas. What happens mm -hmm. when typically oil is found, all the other sectors are neglected. So if you mm -hmm. keep your eye on all the other opportunities, uh, I think the uh, benefits and prosperity of the citizenship will be assured. Oh, that is correct. And, and it has been the main theme by the president and his team. Uh, and they have said that publicly, as well as every Guyanese, that the resources from the oil will go towards building all of the other sectors that are there, uh, ensuring that we have cheap electricity so that we can open up our manufacturing sector to take advantage of all the resources that we have. And you are seeing all of the government's policies that, that they have been rolling out are geared towards developing the infrastructure, the housing sector, the manufacturing sector, agriculture sector. Uh, they are all being invested heavily. So, so whenever that oil goes, we will still have a country um, that could, you know, right. all well. the other sectors can contribute towards the economy. Thank, uh, well, uh, Zulfikar Ali G, thank you so much for joining us from all the way from Washington D.C. I guess you're Correct. in D.C. Yeah. Uh, and and we actually almost running out of time. We're going to be going to our next guest very shortly. But but thank you so much for this and good luck on the progress that you're going to make and on your new uh, position. Yes, at the mission. Thank you very yes. much. Thank, thank you, you very yeah. much. And uh, let me also say that uh, very quickly that we are also honored to have Lucy um, as part of the team promoting Guyana. He has done a fantastic job, and um, we continue uh, to admire the work that he's doing as well. Thank you, sir. Thank Wonderful. you. Thank you for joining uh, us, um, Zulfikar. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that was great. And Lutfi, thank you for taking the time. I know you're such a busy person and you, you took the time to be with us at the studio. That means a lot. Nothing that, but pleasure for me. It, uh, well, also to organizing see. to have the DACM present with us on the yes, radio. No, I'm That's delighted that he could join yeah. us. Uh, and uh, we'll do more um, of these kind of uh, maybe segments uh, for Guyana. But yeah. I think this is talking about creating wealth for our people. Right. to go there in terms of uh, economic uh, you know benefits uh, I'm taking like he said multinational companies right now every trip I do I take companies I'm going to India next week uh -huh. actually arranging a trade delegation which will basically go to uh, India from Guyana oh, okay. um, I'm working with the foreign minister of Guyana uh, he was there recently in India and so I will be arranging uh, uh, a trip to Delhi Hyderabad uh, and Bombay that's great well, because uh, in Guyana is a uh, part of the Indian diaspora so it's yes, wonderful right yes and uh, so, and, uh, and 